Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. And welcome to Otapimsu Squawak Kitsikisakuk Metis in Space. Molly Swainitsiagasan. Chelsea Valnitsiagasan. Oh, two squanignitotsen. Squatsi was kaiginik. Ni wiginan. Maga mantusakaiginik nitotsen. Nice, nice. Love it. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a while. This is the first episode that we've recorded since like. Since November? a baby was born, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long, like a long, real long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, grad school just kicked our butts so hard. Like punched us in the butt, like multiple times. Yeah, so like I couldn't even sit down. Two fists, like a fist per cheek at least. Yeah, it was very bruised. Yeah, we could not sit down and record maintain space. Yeah, that that was the that real was reason. An impossibility. Yeah, I mean, on the bright side, my calf muscles are real real buff. <laughs> just from from all that squatting. And yeah, standing. yeah. <laughs> my knees are all calloused from kneeling. <laughs> Uh, yep. <laughs> Jogging in place. Yeah, so we're continuing season four um, with our, like, general sort of vague goal of watching more indigenous, actual real indigenous yeah. content. Not vague goal at all. It's a super laser-focused goal. That's true, It's a actually. very science goal. Yeah, and, and surprisingly, we're actually finding... More than we expected. Yeah. At least more than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but before we get into it, we've got uh, an exciting announcement. Um, we are going to be in Winnipeg for the Generation Energy Conference gathering party thingy thing. Whatever. Uh, that's happening on October 11th to 12th. But the extremely cool thing about this science party gathering thing is that it's science fact, not yeah. science fiction. Yeah. It's it's real science. We're not entirely sure why real we've been science. invited. Do, 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 do. Yeah, real science. No, we totally know why we've, we've been invited. It's because <laughs> no, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's there's reasons. I'm sure there's many very well thought out scientific reasons backed up by very, studies, yes. also evidence, uh, also like uh, rigorous um, peer review, right? Peer review. Um, uh, there's probably some test tubes involved. What are what other things are sciency? Um, like those things that they put on your body for like. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, they yeah. stick totally on them and then you've got yeah, wires yeah. coming out? Also, Tesla coils. Te- yeah. Mm. And mm. a flying car. Oh, for sure. All of this and more in Winnipeg. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, if Although, by the time you hear this, it'll probably have already happened. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And then we'll know why we've been invited. Exactly. And maybe we will have learned some science and have wires put on us. We and don't need to learn science. Be we living in a Tesla science. coil. I don't actually know what a Tesla coil is, honestly. Oh, man. Uh, it's a thing. It's, it's like an alternative, like, electrical... Like oh, it yeah. uses oh, yeah. an alternative electrical current. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not like ACDC. Okay, but like it's less. So it's there's like actually a band named electricity. Tesla. So there's like ACDC and a band named Tesla. Oh I, my God. I, I know this. Fight? Well, no, but they should have had like like uh, like a rock off. You know where they were like, no, Tesla coils are the best, and ACDC is like, no, ACDC is the best, and then but, like, but like 
But they could have said that in guitar solos. Yes, and then whoever won is the electrical system that we ended up using. And perhaps that actually happened. Yeah, maybe that's how that happened. That's why we use that current and not Tesla currents. See, it's these kinds Mm -hmm. of scientific revelations that are why they're bringing us in, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. Man, we're geniuses. I'm just on fire. And you're on a, a Tesla... F- no, you're on an ACDC fire. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. But the reason for some of this fire is um, actually because after all of this time being pregnant and then having a baby and all this stuff, this is... this Is, is this the first bottle of wine? This is sharing? the first this bottle of wine. It's slurring it up a little bit. Yeah, Cheers! man. Cheers. Second glass. Mm. Oh, no class. Oh, oh, it's better than the first glass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is, actually. The <laughs> yeah. first glass is really... A little sweet. Yeah. Oh, do you want to do you want to introduce? No, man, you have to. You're okay. From, you're from Calgary. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. It, this is is this a wine that's close to my heart? It's called Cowgirl Sisterhood, made in America. And as we all know, Calgary is the America of non-America. <laughs> uh, and it is, in case you're wondering what kind of wine it is, it is the sweet red red wine. <laughs> Two reds. Sweet red red. Sweet red red wine. Oh my See? god, that's so great. Yeah. Red red wine. Yeah. No cowboys in that song, though. Oh, that's true. Not yet. Mm. Um, so, in case you're wondering, it is the most down-home, lip-smacking, darn-tootin', purtiest wine you'll ever taste. I just spilled it on my notes. Oh, no! Flick oh. it off, flick it off! No, I can't. It's so precious. Oh. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. So, it's from California. Where Are there cow- cowboys in California? Or cowgirls? Um, or cow Probably, like, cow-poke? fake ones. I bet you, you know, have mm. you ever, when we were living out east... Um, did you ever go to one of those like um, like Western bars that like they the have Wheel out there? Club? Yeah, I love that place <laughs> where they like uh, people like must spend a real mint uh, getting like their cowboy outfits on, mm. and then they go out and they like dress up like cowboys totally. and like line dance and shit. Totally, <laughs> but it's like super weird. It's like <laughs> they go to like an outlet store and get like Ed Hardy jeans, you know, like really bedazzled. You yeah. know, yeah, but like. I don't know. It was just weird. It's weird. Like, none of these people have ever been near a farm or like yeah. have ever like stepped in manure or like <laughs> yeah yeah or seen a horse in real life. <laughs> like it's wild. Anyway, okay, wait. Uh, so more more info on cowgirl sisterhood, the sweet red red wine. Uh, what happens to cowgirls when they grow up? Good question. Mm. Girls who were raised on the ranch rode before they walked, mucked out barns, and then went to school. The girls who bar- barrel race and dance. Do you think people in California even know what barrel racing no, is? No, for sure not. Okay. Uh, fixed fences and made a mean, flaky biscuit. Some girls left and are living far from home. Some girls stayed and lived the country life. But wherever you are and wherever life takes you, a cowgirl is always a cowgirl. Sweet but strong. Cowgirl sisters everywhere. This sweet wine is for you. Aw. Hmm. I mean... This wine, to be fair, is sweet but strong. It is. I'm having a time. I know. Right now, my tongue is all like not working in my mouth. Yeah, it's like my tongue it grew three sizes this day. Yeah, yeah. like kind of like the Grinch, but only like not your heart. It's your tongue. Yeah, yeah, and it's not Christmas. But it might be or by the time it? you hear this. Yeah, or it might be by the time we finish this episode because we are taking a real long time with this intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anything? Anything else? Should we just no? Get let's into just it? get into it. Okay. Guys. Sweet. I, I'm stoked. I oh, love yeah. this movie. This is amazing. I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was going to be a bit too scary, but no, it was, mm. it was great. I did too. Uh, so the movie that we're watching is The Deadlands. Yes. The badass Maori oh, yeah. Aotearoa flick of my heart. Yes. Do you so want to tell us about it? Okay, so um, we watched it on Netflix, which is great, and uh, it, it describes it this way. If he wants justice for himself and his people, he'll have to undergo a journey few would dare to make. So, yeah. It, revenge movie. Clearly. I, yeah, did not 
did not have any idea what this was about going in, uh, which was awesome. Mm. I feel like I got to experience it just the freshest possible, like straight out of the package. Yeah. This was the second time I've, I've seen it, or, or possibly fifth, um, because I just like, I was so excited about it when it came out. And I heard, like, it, it was sort of described to me as like a, almost like a horror movie, like a horror, mm. like action flick. But um, yeah, no, it was, it, it was definitely an action flick. Definitely. Yeah. So also, again, before we get into this, um, this is another one of those situations where we are not super fluent in Maori anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is so not, yeah, this is like, okay, this is an indigenous movie, but not like from our culture. Yeah. So, so if we get stuff wrong, we apologize. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, it's our ethic to never research anything. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, no. I, I and, and that's the thing. I actually really thought about that long and hard with this movie mm-hmm. because I know there's been a lot written about it and for sure there's probably criticisms out there. Um, I may have heard about them, but like, refu- like just like went la 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 la, like don't tell me right now um, because the thing is, it's like whatever whatever criticisms there are from within the culture totally valid totally great and and founded in like really great cultural knowledge but we are not maori no right <laughs> and and that's the thing is like one of the things i, I really want to i, I kind of want this whole season to to show people is like um indigenous diversity is just massive right just, like we're, we're trying to watch indigenous um you know starred and directed stuff but it doesn't make us experts. Um, so we're looking at it from our indigenous perspective, but we're watching other indigenous people express themselves. And it's it, it can be as foreign to us as as it is to non-indigenous people, mm-hmm. right? Like we might have like certain insight based on like our culture or not. Like it, it doesn't, it's, there's no guarantees here that we're going to be like culturally um, fluent. Yeah, at and, all. So, and I think with this one, we can safely say we are <laughs> culturally Totally out of our depth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, was fun. Yeah, which was super fun. And Mel Gibson was nowhere near this. Oh, thank God. Oh, this man. this movie was very much like when we did the Apocalypto episode. Mm. We kept talking about how important it was to you know what if an indigenous director or indigenous producer had the amount of money that Mel Gibson had and could yeah, put yeah. together such a luscious, vibrant, oh. beautiful film. And I feel like Deadlines just did that. Yeah, I mean they probably, I mean guaranteed they didn't get the money. They oh, I'm sure had, they but, worked on a fraction of the budget. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was like it was beautiful, gorgeous. Yes. I mean. If nothing else, watch it for that. It was oh. inc- just some of these scenes are going to just stick with me yeah. forever. They're yeah. so incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's get started. Okay. Okay. So we open up big, giant New Zealand forest. Uh, those huge, incredible, beautiful trees mm. that you get down there, mm-hmm. um, particularly on the North Island. And there's people running. You don't know anything about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you hear you, you kind of hear this. Um, somebody's talking, and they're talking about like there's been a long peace. Uh, and then, but you're seeing these two guys like uh, running around, and I, I it was kind of interesting because uh, we had the captions on, obviously because we don't you know speak the language, and it kept saying animalistic snarl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an interesting caption choice. Yeah, and I, I found that really interesting too because of course New Zealand you know doesn't really have any mammals. I think they had some bats, and that's about it. Really? So I know nothing about New Zealand. Like it's all birds. Nothing. It's all birds down there. It's oh, really cool. Make, okay, that yeah. makes some of this make sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the most of the island is like the only animal life pre-contact uh, really was birds and bats, from my understanding. That's wild. So there, there were no like forest bison or <laughs> no, and <laughs> like pigs or nothing. Like no, just yeah. I, apparently, it like drifted away from Pangaea like super super early. So it was all birds. Wow. Yeah. So like, but it also means there are uh, like all these like wild birds that fit into these ecological niches where various sizes of mammals would usually be. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Wow. Um, anyway, so yeah. So animalistic snarling, which yeah, that, that weirded me out because I was like, 
there are no animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for birds in New Zealand, and I've never heard a bird snarl, but also, what do I know? Yeah. Um, so there's a guy, he's running, he's running, it looks like he's being chased, and he gets clotheslined oh, yeah. by this, I, it looked like a trap of some yeah. kind. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming. Clearly set up. Yeah, um, and then, so it, he's knocked down, there's a bit of a battle scuffle, uh, one of the men's up dead, and then the winner grabs the body and drags it off. Yeah, and that's all you see. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that I'm not sure about uh, is... We were kind of talking about, throughout this movie, it's like, it's pretty gory, it's pretty graphic, there's a lot of fighting, um, and one of the things I wasn't sure about, is the haka the dance, or is the haka just like when you're like, kind of warrior posing and like making faces and, you know, trying to intimidate your opponent? Right, yeah, I don't know, I was, I, I kind of assumed that the haka was like, was, was based on that early warrior, like, aesthetic, like actual in battle, this is what you do, but yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, okay. Or if it's just evolved to be something more like ceremonial now. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, know. it's so. Yeah, we're we're not sure. But throughout this movie, that like the the various groups of warriors are constantly like s- kind of you know showing their tongues to each other yeah. and making these like intense faces and posing really intensely and, and it's shouting like, at each other. Oh, yeah, it's in- it's scary. It is intimidating. Well, yeah. which it's meant to be, right? Yeah. But it's 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 great. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody doing that in front of you. Like I don't care if it's a you know a sporting match or like they're you know they're about to kill you or whatever. Like you're gonna be like shitting your pants a little bit anyway. Like, it's full on. Okay. Full yeah. on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Release the sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> Back okay. to the village. Yeah, so um, they cut to this village. Um, you don't really, like, it's totally unclear, you know, what's gone on, where they are, etc. Um, but there are a bunch of guys. They're all wearing sort of dark blue, um, like, beautiful feathered outfits mm. um, and sort of, like, chest pieces and, and stuff wrapped around their shoulders. And they're coming into this village. And it's clear that this is a contingent from somewhere yeah. that's visiting. And and that's the thing I liked about the aesthetic here is, like, the, the two groups, the two tribes have different, like, really different aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, matching. But you can really tell them apart. But yeah. it's still sort of, like, the same idea, right? Like, they have some sort of, like, um, you know, yoke around their neck and, like, the the the... the guys in blue have sort of a collar and and they all have like you know um something around their waist and like it's just it oh but it's i was thinking too about like uh whoever made these outfits like the artisans that made these outfits i hope like almost half of the budget if not like all of the budget went to them like yeah. i hope they just got paid like in spades like yeah paid so much unbelievably gorgeous yeah, it's beautiful stuff like and, of course and i hope like they got all... to keep it too like the actors you know like oh. just like like take that home and just yeah but i mean what do you oh. like I, it's it's incredible too because you know most of those especially the more decorative pieces they're mm-hmm. all made out of feathers right yeah. like all the cloaks and stuff yeah. so you know you think that they're really fragile right like right. coming from you know where we're coming from you know you wouldn't be rolling around on the ground yeah, wearing yeah. a you know floor length cloak of feathers but that's what they're doing throughout this true, whole movie true. yeah and like you know they seem really durable yeah fairly robust and mm-hmm. and also a lot of like um like woven fiber stuff that was like really intricate beautifully dyed and just like oh, i just wanted to keep pausing it and be like look at the colors on her girdle yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, anyway, so really nice, really nice. Um, oh, and also like the facial tattoos, of course. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, moco everywhere. Yeah, oh. really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, a bunch of dudes coming to the village. Their leader is a guy named Wirepa. 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 Yeah, and he's the son of of a chief. Yeah. You know, from from somewhere far away, and he's coming to visit the place of bones, which is where the bones of his ancestors are kind of stored. Yeah. Um, and it's it's clear that there was some kind of you know the tribe, you know that that Wirapa's from, and the tribe that they're visiting, um, had some kind of you know 
intense history of, of conflict or war or something. Um, and so this tribe holds his tribe's ancestors' bones. So right. He's going to visit them. Which is really intense. And I like the protocol. Like, they were talking about, um, you know, the, the chief of, of the, of the like, of the tribe that has the bones. It's like, you know, we haven't been hunting there. We don't go there. We don't disturb them. Like, we're, you know, we're, we're honoring your ancestors. Mm, there's clearly, like, a lot of diplomacy that's going yeah. on here that's really built into the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Which is was really cool, and they like really take the time to you know have that conversation to follow those protocol and make sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chief of the sort of home village is Tana, the chief's son. Uh, oh, the home village. Yeah, the home yeah, village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chief right. Tana. Yeah, Tana, right. uh, and he's got this. He's the one with the feather cloak that like oh, goes down to the ground. It's just cloak. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so. You know, they all, they all go up there together very ceremonially, uh, and Wirapa, as the son of the chief, is going to visit his ancestors' bones alone. Yeah. Um, and so goes goes off to do that. But the son follows him, I guess, like, trying, you know, peeping, which is, you know, obviously a clear violation of protocol to, to be going in there. But he, he follows Wirapa, and Wirapa, like, goes to the, the space where these, these bones are. He picks up some skulls, and, you know, he's talking about, like, uh, you know, honoring his ancestors and everything. And then he, like... Flan takes a crap into his own hand. Yeah, and then wipes it on a skull, and then licks his hand. Like yeah, just like just yeah, licks it. yeah, yeah. And I figure like the only the only way I can I can imagine why he would do that is like I feel like like at that point you know you're like what the heck like is that what like obviously in any culture that's a defilement right? But I figure he's like psyching himself up. Like he licks his crap to like piss himself off to like go and like rage about whatever, right? See, because uh, I I thought it was more just to underscore how bad this guy is. Yeah, no man, I don't care how bad you are. You still don't lick your own crap. Like I mean, but he did. He did, and Whoa. I and I honestly think he was like psyching himself up. Yeah, that and he then, was, like, but then yeah. also he takes the sort of crap smeared skull of his yeah. ancestor and then. Smashes it. Smashes it into the back of the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chief's son, this young guy that's followed him, sees that, of course, um, yeah. and is is so appalled. You know, he makes some sound or, or whatever. He and throws gets a caught. rock at him. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just, like, so shocked he throws a rock at him. Yeah, and so, of course, he gets caught. And, you know, this guy, you know, he's, I think he ends up saying he's, like, 15 or something. Yeah, um, well, he's 16, yeah. And he, you know... So he's, you know, he's still a skinny teen. Mm. Well, I mean, like, the Maori version, the Maori warrior version of a skinny teen. Right. And Winnipeg grabs him, drags him out, and and blames the boy for the defilement. You know, he's like, this, this, I saw him do this, right? And so this is interesting. So... Widipa threatens war. He's like, when I tell my father about this defilement, like, that's it. We're going to come wipe you out. Mm. And the chief is like, listen, um, you know, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice my son for peace. Like, if I kill him right now, will that, will that, like, restore the balance? Are we good? And, you know, he's, he's right on, full ready to do it. And the son is sitting there and, and he knows, he knows that he didn't do this, but he's like, look, if it if it helps you maintain the peace, I'm ready. I'll, I'm ready to die. Go ahead and kill me. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but it, it becomes clear that Widipa can't accept because Widipa's there to cause war, right? Yeah. So he's like, no, no, it's not good enough. Yeah. So he's got like one. He's got one thing on his mind. Like no matter what happens, you know, war is going to going to be the outcome. Yeah. And so that's I think that's when too that uh, that they realize like the chief realizes that. It, obviously his son didn't do this, that this is all a pretext and there's no getting out of it anyway. Yeah. And so Weirpa and, and his crew, you know, kind of like storm off, yeah. right? Like vowing vengeance for this, 
sort of fake slight um, to their honor. Um, but what, mouthful of shit. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you know, he never wipes off his hand or anything either. <laughs> Gross. Which is, yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um, so one of the things that I found really interesting was, you know, the crew goes off together uh, and they're all pissed. But mm. then the home village crew is also kind of psyched for war. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah, his, his, like, I call them like the generals, right? Mm. Each, each of these men has, has sort of like a right hand man. And, uh, and the chief's right hand man is like, oh, finally I get to be a warrior again. Cause you know, there was this talk at the beginning of this extended peace and this guy was clearly not happy with that. Cause he's, mm. you know, he's a warrior. He wants to fight. Yeah. It's clearly like really, really built into like particularly kind of the masculinity, yeah. you know, and, and what you need to do to have honor, you need to go to war. You need to have, you know, battles under your belt essentially. Yeah. Now I, I just want to talk about that a bit before we, we go on with like what the story is talking about, but like woven throughout this entire um movie is that idea of, of masculinity and mm-hmm. of honor and of like of killing and, and war and stuff. And so how how this movie is different from Apocalypto is Apocalypto really made indigenous culture look like it was like inherently warlike and savage and primitive and you know because they they just like gloried in 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 violence like mm-hmm. as if the Europeans didn't like hello. Well and also like there's there's two kinds of indigenous people. There's yeah. the you know like really vicious, really aggressive right. war making ones. And then there are the hapless noble savage victims. Right. You know, right. that was very much, you know, what the dynamic was in Apocalypto. Yeah. But this, you know, in Deadlands, it's completely, it's much more complex. It's yeah. way more nuanced. You yeah. get a lot, you just see a lot more of what's going on there. Yeah. And they really, there's a, a lot of this pokes and questions at that idea. Like, mm-hmm. is it, is it, is this what makes us who we are? Is is it this violence, um, you know, or, or can it be something else? And and it really it really takes that notion of uh, of honor and violence and and you know warriorhood and the whole thing. I feel like this whole movie is is questioning it, you know, not in a way that like Mel Gibson would, you know, like yeah yeah, but but in a like in a way that kind of you know uh, because this is like pre contact stuff, right? So. And, and if and if tribes were warring against each other, as you know, as happened here as well, um, then Europeans always want to say, "Well, you guys were fighting too. You're just the same as us." Like yeah, that's basically what colonialism was, anyway. Yeah, like try try to make these false equivalences, and so I think I think this really questions that a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, the young guy, his name is I'm probably pronouncing Ongi. this wrong. Ongi Hongi. Ongi. Um, he, you know, clearly is unseasoned. Has not had a chance, you know. To go to war. Yeah. Uh, and throughout this movie, he's kind of referred to as, like, quote-unquote, like, a dwarf or a shrimp or, like, a little guy. Yeah. You know, like... And he's got no... He's got he's got no facial tattoos. He's, like, really... Yeah, obviously hasn't, like, proven himself yeah. or gone through any rites of passages, like, into adulthood yet. Yeah, and it's clear that he's thought of as kind of, you know, a runt. Um, yeah. Even by his own father. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the, the, the chief's general says, like, hey, we should follow these guys and kill them in their sleep. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, if, if these guys want war, it's going to happen anyway. It's inevitable. Um, and then he talks, he's talking to Ongi, and he's, um, he's talking about to the east are the Deadlands, where this great tribe lived, but disappeared. Like, one day they were there, the next day were not. So, you know, land without people is a dead land. And uh, I don't know why I even brought that up at that point. Well, because um, Ongi is kind of like, Dad, you know, maybe this is a good thing, like, I can go to war, I can be a warrior, you know, this is going to happen, and and Tana is kind of like, hold up, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let me tell you a thing. Yeah, let me tell you about what happens when there's war and when there's fighting and death. You know, the Deadlands. It's not good. 
you know, it, it, in, uh, that's also I found interesting, right? Because, you know, in, in sort of Western European thought, deadlands are what happens when humans go places, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and this was the absence you, of humans. Saving that, yeah. the land is about removing humanity from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so this is like an inc- just a complete flip around yeah. of that. Yeah, which I found. Um, it says something too about, important. Yeah, it says something too about the relationship between humans and the place that they live, whether mm. it's destructive or symbiotic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we learned about the Deadlands. Um, then they're they're sleeping. Um, they're kind of like, mm. you know, let's just leave this for now. We're not going to go kill them in their sleep. We're going to wait, you know, for this to happen. Um, and Ongi has this awesome dream, and yeah. we get the first sort of glimpse of the grandmother. Yeah, and and I really love the aesthetic here because it's oh, like so cool. it's like space, right? You have this you have this grandmother ancestor in space in this sort of space backdrop talking, uh, you know, just saying all sorts of stuff. And and so she appears throughout the movie. And that's the other thing too that I really loved about this is ancestors figure very predominantly in this whole narrative mm-hmm. and not just as like, you know, talking about the past, but as present, like there, like ancestors are around you at all times and they're watching you and, you know, they have opinions on what you're doing exactly. and they approve, they disapprove yeah. or disapprove. It's a, it's a two way, it's a two way communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really important in this. Yeah. And so everything you do not only reflects back on your ancestors, you know, you're making your ancestors proud or not, but it also means that your ancestors you know, what, what they think about things are reflecting back on you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they if can have real time, like impact. Yeah. On, Im- on, like yeah. not only in terms of, cause you know, one of the things that, um, you know, comes up again and again is the afterlife. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what is your place going to be in the afterlife? Yeah. And will your ancestors let you in? But it's also like, you know, you can call upon the ancestors to do things for you yeah. to, to, you know, confound your enemies, to help you to, you know, whatever. And I like that. I like that because like, for me, that really, uh, really resonates because it it fits in with our teachings as well that like there isn't such a such a separation between you and your ancestors and there's not a separation between you and your descendants mm-hmm. and when i first saw the grandmother i was like yeah i want to be you know i can't wait to like bitch at my descendants like this yeah like, yeah she's like <laughs> totally messing with them yeah, she's yeah, yeah. like calls him a fool and is yeah. like you know not very not very uh flattering yeah, mm. it's great. It's yeah, great. yeah, and, and he kind of talks back to her sometimes too. He's, yeah, he's kind of a bit like petulant with her. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like classic yeah. teen, classic teen. Exactly. So it's not like this like weird, stilted, you know, reverential behavior. It's <laughs> it's like a living relationship, which mm. I think that really highlighted is is the way they kind of like go back and forth. Is uh, it's not the it's not the respectful sort of um, you know relationship that you would expect coming from like a western perspective i think mm. yeah and, and one of the things that i love too about about the grandmother character um and kind of the way that she appears throughout the movie is you know in in a lot of the stuff that we've watched that hasn't been you know made by indigenous people mm. in order to get in touch with your ancestors you or with you know, the spirit realm or whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like this huge massive yeah. sort of like undertaking and you know the the white person involved has to learn so mm-hmm. much and really get in the right headspace and has to be ready for it whereas in this movie it's like you know sometimes just he just when it does yeah. yeah sometimes it's when he's asleep sometimes it's just like you know he's experiencing some intense emotions and then bam he's talking with the grandmother yeah and i wonder if that's a difference like you know coming from uh you know western culture that has a lot of like um, pomp and circumstance in their religion like in their mm. organized religion if if that's it you know they're like no you have to do you have to go through all these steps uh to to like um 
to communicate with the spiritual realm. Whereas in a lot of indigenous cultures, it's, it's like, there are times when you have ceremony and there's more preparation and stuff, but those aren't the only times that you can communicate with your ancestors or be in touch with the spiritual. You can be like this, the, the spirit world is always like in our world. Always, 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 always. So there doesn't, you don't need to do all of these things to, to sort of like, uh, be given access to it. And it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's not, uh, Nobody has to be the medi like the mediator between that. Nobody has to yeah. like mediate your relationship with the spirit world. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Where were we? Oh, okay. So he's sleeping. Um, then uh, Tana, the um, excuse me, the chief of the village, wakes up in the middle of the night, hears a sound, gets up, just gets killed. Or no, doesn't no, no, get no, killed. Just really. gets wounded. Yeah. And there's like screaming, and and Ongi is like. Uh, hit right away and knock down this embankment and then there's sort of like an extended really violent um, you know attack scene like so Widipa and his, and his boys came back and they're just like killing everybody mm-hmm. and this was very similar uh, I think to like the first attack scene in Apocalypto, Apocalypto yeah it immediately yeah. made me think of it but it was not as horrifying yeah and there wasn't like like uh, because Apocalypto went right away to like you know rape um, yeah, you know, and and this really was, played up the sexual violence exactly, though, and yeah. and in this, uh, like the women were fighting back, like the women obviously um, also have martial skills mm-hmm. and were fighting, and you know, like even though they were overpowered, it was like um, I don't know, it didn't have like it was still awful, like what was happening mm-hmm. was still awful, but it didn't have the same sort of um, like sense of exploitation that apocalypse, yeah, really or the had. sense of like you know your only identity is as a victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and could only ever be as a victim, right? Like, it, it wasn't so much like, this is a thing that only happens between men and women are only ever collateral damage. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, the women are actually active members of this community who are going to take part in defending it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you see that kind of several times yeah. uh, throughout this film, which was amazing. And the chief is an old guy, right? Yeah. Like, he's, a, he's a pretty but old guy. he was guy. still kicking some ass. He was. He really accounted for himself well. Yeah, yeah. that was really cool, too, because you almost you also almost never see that, right? It's like, you know, the chief's there because he's, like, wise, but he's, like, kind of frail yeah. and like past his prime or whatever but this chief was just out there owning yeah um and eventually he does get overpowered yeah. um so yeah and then Wirapa has this like because we didn't know like or at least i didn't know at first like if Wirapa was a bad guy or a good guy yeah. um but you know if there was any question at this point like he rocks up like kind of you know over the horizon with these flames behind him yeah. and it's just, just everything like, mad max wishes it could it be outrageous <laughs> yeah. you're just like this guy's evil yeah um and so you know he's got um tana basically you know he's, his minions have him by the shoulders he's not going anywhere and uh Weirpa basically tells him i'm gonna wipe out your whole tribe um and you know there's nothing that you can do about mm-hmm. it and like it's going to bring me glory and you're going to be suffering forever. And I'm, he has this, like, the the most awful line in the whole movie was something along the lines of, like, I'm going to fill your daughter's uteruses with, with dirt. dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, Ugh. like, so what's interesting, I, I thought this was interesting because there's a lot of talking, you know? Mm. Like, so, okay, so, you know, um, they're with, with sort of the way that these people approach each other um, before battle, you know, there's a lot of, like, posturing and, like, trying to psych each other out. But the words are also super, super important. And I thought that was interesting here because often Indigenous peoples, uh, when per- portrayed by non-Indigenous directors and actors, you know, um, it, it, we, we're nonverbal. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, there's no language. Af. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this was very, like, flowery and, like, awful. 
Um, and then the chief is also like long curse. He curses them all. Yeah, I will stare at you from death and wait for for you to join me. You are cursed. Yeah, and and just like, but it's a long like sort of like back and forth between them, mm. you know. And it's um, you know, Widapa could have just killed him right away, but he let him say his bit. Right. It, it mm. seemed important to like. Uh, pass these messages back and forth, right? Before, mm-hmm. before, and, like, and that's yeah. kind of the thing that you see again and again in this movie as mm-hmm. well, right? It's like the conversation, the language has power, exactly. Right? Like, the, yeah. like communication has as much power as action in a lot of ways, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it sets the stage, it tells you what's what you're going to do, it tells you what the consequences are going to mm-hmm. be for what you do, right? Because that's a big part of what gets Weirpa in trouble throughout the movie is he's told over and over and over again what the consequences will be, yeah. and he says. No, I need to do this because I need glory. Yeah. Right? They're speaking law. Like, that's mm. the thing is, like, throughout this, you're learning a little bit about the protocols, and, and so they're speaking their law back and forth to each other. And because because law is, like, mediated by humans, um, there's no, like, overarching, this is the law um, that applies to everybody. Like, you can, each one is arguing their case, right? It's not an adversarial system necessarily, but they're both arguing their case, and, and who are they arguing that to? Like, in, in a sense, it's to each other and their followers, but they're also speaking to their ancestors, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's important to, like, make your case well so that your ancestors support you. Yeah. Uh, so then Weirpa kills Tana uh, and is basically going to take his head, which yeah. seems to be sort of like a dishonorable thing to do. Yeah. You know, it seems yeah. to make it so that his death, which he got or which he, you know, came to as a warrior fighting to save his people, um, which should have been sort of an honorable and glorious death. It, it kind of takes the shine away. Yeah. And I wonder, cause he's, so his, cause his bones are not going to lay with his people. Right. So mm-hmm. he's, he's taking that part with him. But this is also the second time during like in the, in the movie so far where cannibalism is, is mentioned. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of a theme throughout this as well. Yeah. And coming from like a culture where that is a total 100% no. Like it took me a while to settle into the fact that this was a thing. I kept Mm -hmm. being like, they're cannibals. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, it's unclear to, to what extent that is like, Mm -hmm. um, and, and there, and it seems to be not because that's, that's one of the interesting things too. The only person that you ever actually see eating somebody else is the warrior who we meet later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I wonder if that makes them more monstrous. I think so because he seems to be doing it really sort of, in a, in a non-discriminatory way. Like exactly. It's not just ritual. He kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas even um, Weirpa and his crew, who are sort of seen as, like, evil, and Weirpa in particular is kind of evil. He's he's a bit foolish. He's, yeah. like, not necessarily a good leader. Eats his leader. own shit. Yeah. <laughs> it licks his own shitty hand. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't see them eating anyone, right? Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's implied, but it seems to be, like, that is, is the normal sort of course of things. Yeah, and it's also it also seems like, you know, one of those threats, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really awful to do this. And whether, you know, they may engage in it, but it's probably, like, less than what the warrior does. But, yeah. yeah. So then, um, okay, so Onge is, like, he's he was he was running around, he's being hunted, um, but he he ends up getting away. Yeah, he ends um, up getting away, and I think he, he kind of passes out. Like, the embankment yeah. that he falls down is, like, huge yeah super super big big giant hill like you know smashes his head etc yeah um so he wakes up the next morning and hears kind of sobbing coming from the village yeah so he goes up the whole village is like is is you know burning um there's just a few scant survivors mostly women i think just i only saw women yeah young couple women yeah, yeah young young girls um and then this woman stands up and just like Okay, you, loads know, on him. you know what this reminded me of is um is sort of the story about Lautaro, who is this Mapuche uh leader who like uh 
and and or and and Gavarino also like there are these stories about these warriors whose women like when the Spaniards finally caught these guys and and you know they fought the Spaniards for hundreds of years but um, obviously not like one guy in his lifetime but uh, there's this story that like um, when this one guy got captured by the Spaniards his his woman came and just like spat in his face and was like totally disgusted with him and like you know like even everything he'd done she was just like you know you let us down and that this woman totally embodied that she was yeah. just like harsh. Yeah, and that seems to be sort of, but that seems to be sort of what this narrative is, mm-hmm. right? Is that it's Ongi's fault that this has happened. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm kind of unclear as to what is like. Is it because he survived when the rest of the men in in the Iwi die, mm-hmm. or is it because he went he into the their place, the the bone place, or is it first, place. or is it because? Um, his father didn't kill him yeah. in order to sort of as repayment for, yeah. for the supposed defilement, right? It's it seems like there yeah, there could be a few reasons, overlapping reasons why. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But that yeah, that feeling of guilt and blame is really there. Yeah. And, and she says stuff like, You destroyed our glorious people. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. Our men are dead. They took your father's head. Like where were you, boy? Yeah. Right? And and yeah, so just I the sixteen year old <laughs> Yeah, that would be that's rough. a lot to put on you. Yeah. So he he knows like the only thing that he can do is is seek revenge mm-hmm. at this point. So he grabs his father's incredible cape. Oh my gosh, yeah, his um, the feather cloak. Yeah, you get a couple of like brief flashbacks of like their good times together. Yeah, learning about plants and and learning to fight with his father. Yeah, and he takes his father's weapon as well. Yeah, which is kind of like it's like a spear on one end, and then this like sort of like yeah, it's like a flattering. Thing on the other end. Yeah, it looks like a flathead screwdriver, but as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like like big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is okay. This is one of the things. Like these weapons are wild. They see like there's a few different kinds of them. They're, they have have these spears, and they also have uh, kind of these paddles, which seem to be made of like bone or yeah. jade or wood, um, but that are both like blunt instruments of death, but also like sharp yeah. instruments of death. And any Maori listening, you probably know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And the words from them and you're laughing. You're like, oh, they don't know what this is called. But <laughs> sorry, man. But but I mean, if it helps, we are very impressed. Yes. Terrifying. One, yeah. 10 out of 10 would not go, like would run away. Yeah. These are all of the weapons in, and that's the thing too. Whoever made the weapons, I hope they got paid uh, a right? lot. Because these were beautiful, beautiful Gorgeous. weapons. Yeah. And, and very scary, like very effective. Mm. Like, like whatever. Uh, sorry, I'm just thinking. I, I've been dealing with a lot of Conrad Black, you know, crap lately, <laughs> and the whole like we're so we're so superior. Like Conrad, I would love to see Could you, you imagine? Just stand there in front of like the the smallest, the itty bittiest little Maori warrior and say that. Right. Like, could, could you imagine just like dropping Conrad Black? <laughs> Into, like, the middle of <laughs> Aotearoa, like, 1,500 years oh. ago. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, my musket is better than, you know, takes freaking 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, he's got, like, the pat. He's, like, tamping down yeah, the yeah, pattern. Yeah. It's this like, is, we're so much, we're so <laughs> superior to you, like, just, like, dead in two seconds. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Anyway. So funny. Uh, right. So, okay, so now it's, like, obviously going to become this revenge film, right? Yeah. I was waiting for, like, a montage there yeah. were no montages. I know, I know. I was really surprised. Yeah, no I kind of liked it, honestly. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a bold choice. It was. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bold choices made in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so, okay, so uh, Ongi is going to, he's going to go off, and his first plan is he's going to go and kill Wirpa. Yeah, 
Like, he's going to go take him on and his crew of, like, I don't know, it's probably 15 people. Yeah, we never, it was, the action was so fast. Usually I'm able to count how many people there are, but Mm. in this case we couldn't, because we usually count it down. It's like, no, then there were five that you don't. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And and then Wedderburn decides to travel through the Deadlands, because it's it's probably the quickest way, right? Yeah, like everybody's he's sort gonna of save him like it. five days or something. Yeah, so he wants to like haul ass back home, let his dad know what he did, you know, and get all this honor. Um, but you know, this place is known for having spirits and a flesh eating monster who like killed the whole tribe. Yeah, and and he's really arrogant about it, right? He keeps mm. saying how he's so glor, you know, he's he's so glorious that the uh, the spirits there like love him and and they're, they're gonna let him go. Like he's just because he's so fearsome. Yeah, and once they get through, you know, they're gonna have so much honor they're gonna have all of this glory like you know this is only going to sort of reify this victory that he's had yeah um over over the tribe yeah uh and his crew is like i think this is a bad idea yeah nobody's cool with this yeah but it's it's clear that like you know he is is sort of the the king of the hill in this in this situation like nobody's gonna really go against him they kind of have to do what he says um so they decide to go through the deadlines which turns out that's a good thing for for hongi yeah yeah um um, yeah, so then we have Ongi talking to uh, his grandmother again, and he's like, you know, I've never spoken to the dead before. Like, this is a, it's kind of a weird situation. And and you realize, like, what kind of serious sort of things have to happen for you to have this kind of direct communion. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, like, berating him. She's like, you're going to be killed. Uh, you know, you need to start thinking like your father would. And he's like, um, I know who's going to help. The, the monster of the Deadlands. And she's like, yeah, now you're thinking like your dad. Yeah, she's like, you got it. And that was, like, cool. But she never moment. tells him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It's like... She lets him, like, figure it out for himself what yeah. he's going to do. She she kind of mocks classic. him when he's getting too, like, you know, big-headed. And, and yeah, never, like, never just tells him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to figure it out himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, is very... Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Because in a lot of these, you know, when, when white people do this kind of stuff and they have, like, the elder speaking, you know, the elder speaks in sort of these riddles, but it's always super obvious. Yeah, and they're very yeah. respectful and, like, you know, like, I love this because she's just, like... You suck. (laughs) Die, string bean. Yeah, yeah. You you don't have. You just don't have what it takes, man. (laughs) But you got to do something. Yeah. Uh, So he. So Ongi goes into the Deadlands. Um, And the Deadlands, at first, in particular, are very spooky. Yeah. That was was really interesting. As the Deadlands get less and less spooky as time goes on. True. But at the beginning, it it, they do seem dead, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're very quiet. um, And the way they filmed it, like made it, you know, it was very gray. It wasn't like the lush greens of before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he, he comes upon, like, he, all of a sudden he's, like, in the space where there's all these heads on sticks. Mm-hmm. And, and it's women. And women, yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And women here, like, this is what I loved about this, is everything that we've seen up to this, like, everything. Women, like, indigenous women are, like, sexual objects, right? You have, like, your Pocahontas, you have, you know, like, if they're, if they're under, like, grandmother age, right? You know, you got the silent, sweet, you know, Indian princess. And how many, how many indigenous women have we even seen? Very few. We We saw Dear Woman. Dear Woman. We saw the sister in Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. We got the badass wife in Apocalypto. Yep. She was great. And of course, um, Nani and Lilo and Lilo and Stitch. Um, and they're, they're sort of the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like very few indigenous women. Yeah. Women. And I mean, they were there, but they're always like, they're, they're not like, they don't speak. They don't have to the side. Any sort of person. Yeah. They're just there for no agency. They're decoration. Yeah. But here women are like, women are, are important. You know, they're badass. They speak like they're dangerous. Yeah. 
Like these these women, they're uh, so they're three witches. Mm-hmm. Um, they refer to each other as witches. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know, you know that there's stuff that's going on. And the first thing that this woman says to Hongi when he gets there is, "Men who come here never leave." Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's clear that you know this is in some ways it's it's very much a space for women. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. that's never it's never really explored in depth, and it yeah. seems like there's a lot of you know, kind of awful shit that's going on here. But I found that really interesting. It was, you know, she's very specific men who come here and never leave. Yeah. 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 And, but women here, you know, seem to have, you know, a lot of power. Yeah. Although, yeah, they're, they're tied into the, the warrior's whole thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not a good space, but you know, and, and then she says that they feast on the blood of warriors. Yeah. Show these witches no fear or they would devour you. Yeah. But I think these are all the wives of, of the yeah, warrior. the three yeah. wives. Yeah. yeah. So then he, like, Ongi comes upon this, you know, the home of, of the warrior. And that's what he, he's just called the warrior the whole time. He never says his name. He's yeah, never, the warrior or the monster, or sometimes they call him a demon. Yeah, it's back and forth. Like, um, yeah, the the monster and the warrior, which I think is really important. Yeah. So that's really the the dichotomy here, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it goes back and forth. And so he goes in, and uh, this dude is huge. He's massive. He's so big. And he's so scary looking. Like... I'm like, we were talking throughout this movie, we were like, I bet he's this really nice grandpa who, yeah. like, reads his grandkids to bed every night, yeah, but I'm gonna have nightmares dude. about him forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, they cast just somebody great. Like, he is so intimidating looking. And he also just, like, is a great actor. Yes, he's very, like, he very good. Like, kills this role. Yeah, because it's really, like, uh, you know, even though Ongi is the one who's going on this whole, like, revenge thing, this movie is about the monster. He's, it's mm-hmm. about the warrior, right? So he had to, he really carried this movie because it was really about his struggle. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll get into that. But, um, so he's, you know, and, and there's, the, that's the thing too I like about this. And, and what I actually liked about Apocalypto too, we talked about is, is the teasing that goes on. Yeah. Right? Because that, you know, just the way that people portray indigenous cultures, you know, we're just so one di- you know, one dimensional. It's not even two dimensional, right? We're just yeah. like this. Right. Like, a line. Yeah. We're just, we're just nothing. Right. And, and the fact is, is that we tease a lot. We joke. There's lots of humor and, you know, we get, we get nasty with each other. And the warrior just sits there and just like makes fun of him. He's like, you know, you're but so in a like, terrifying way. Yeah, like I'm gonna roast you up. I'm gonna eat you if you're not interesting. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and then he like says something interesting, and he's like, oh well, maybe I'll just string you up over my fire and keep you to entertain me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you can't win. And then he's actually eating the dude that he caught. Like, so the that first scene where two guys were running around, it was him, and he killed this guy who entered his lands, and he's like cannibalizing him. So he's, yeah. the corpse is there, and he's like eating him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he sort of, Hongi sees this guy from the beginning and uh, the warrior says, oh, yeah, MBD, you know, caught him hunting on my lands. So I hunted him, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Ongi tells him about Wirapa. Um, uh, a woman shows up right behind him as he's kind of telling this story, one of, one of the warrior's wives, and she's kind of like muttering, sort of chanting, singing to herself. Um, and uh, the warrior tells Ongi that, you know, the, these women, uh, they eat magic mushrooms, essentially, um, to let them talk to the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that becomes important a little later on. Yeah. Um, but he kind of like yells at them like, go away, women. Like, yeah. you know, I'm deciding whether or not to eat this little shrimp. 
And then so we, we cut over to Widipa and his men are spooked. Uh, they're, they're seeing omens and everything. Like one guy, a lizard walked on his staff and he's like, I can't use it now. And Winnipeg's like, no, no, no. And he keeps like talking himself up. He's like, I'm so amazing. The spirits love us. Like, it's totally cool. But everybody is still like, this was the worst idea. Like <laughs> this, morale is low. Yeah. This is, why are we here? Yeah. Um, and then there's like that really intense scene between one of the wives and the monster. Yeah. Yeah. The wife says, um, the wife's kind of confronting him being like, you have to help him. Um, this boy reminds you of your own dishonor. Until you die, I can't kill myself. I'm trapped in this dishonor with you. Yeah. And he's like, seeing you suffer is the only pleasure I have left. So th- this is not a happy marriage. Yeah, this is These not... These people are, like, trapped in, like, this horrible, horrible, like, self-loathing. Mm-hmm. You know, and loathing each other. But, like, the self-loathing is the really... is the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so the wife sort of just, like, t- tells him, like, you have to help this boy. He's everything that you are not. Which is sort of like the truest line in this whole movie, but yeah. because you don't really know what's going on, you know, with the situation yet. Yeah. Um, it's, it it's unclear. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, she keeps saying he's a prize. Yeah. Um, so Widipa, two of his men decide to leave, uh, you know, cause they're, they're afraid. And he's like, well, the rest of us are not afraid of the curse. So they, th- these two peel off. And then the warrior leads Ongi in an attack on, and they, they, they get these guys, right? So he kills one really easy. Um, but this is Ongi's first battle. So he's really fast. He's, like, jumping around and everything. But he keeps hitting the guy and doesn't, like, put him down. Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of, like, tapping him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of brutally tapping him. Right, right. And the warrior know, keeps saying, don't tickle him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and he's, like, waiting for him. He's like, go on, go on, yeah. little guy. Like, yeah, yeah, kill, do kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, you know, he, he isn't able to, and, and the warrior has to finish him off. Um, and then he eats part of him right there. Yeah. And this is where we, we realize that this, this sort of like blunt paddle weapon that it's they're a, using yeah. is also a sharp. sharp. Yeah. Cause he yeah, just yeah. hacks off the guy's forearm. Yeah. With it. Yeah. He's like, he takes him, to, he takes the body to the, to his camp and like, it's just hacking it up while he's talking to Ongi and Ongi isn't like particularly freaked out, but I wonder how much of that is like. His entire people were just killed. Like, he's so in shock. Yeah. That, like, like, I think that things that maybe probably would have bothered him before, he's just like, whatever, man. Yeah. Like, or I'm he's already... just like, yeah. I know you're, you're a flesh-eating monster. Like, I came to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is as much on me as it is on you. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, that, that, that whole thing is very interesting because there's this whole um, build-up of this, like, of this monster, right? Mm-hmm. And and Ongi's like whatever I'm gonna go get the monster's help but like you, you got to think like his 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 sort of legend has been you know growing you know over time and and yet like the whole movie sort of like uh, humanizes him like kind of like strips away that that legend mm-hmm. and um, I don't know I just find it really interesting because we all have these stories of of like cultural heroes right and sometimes they really get like you know built up and they're just like they're you know they're really intense because these these people accomplished amazing things but then we haven't as indigenous peoples had a lot of time to be able to also imagine their humanity Mm -hmm. you know like and i'm not going to name any like cultural heroes um right now but like just think about some of these cultural heroes in your tradition and like, whereas, like, I feel like there's been space given to other cultures to think about the, their own cultural heroes and then humanize them a bit and, like, imagine them as humans, like, uh, you know, flawed humans that, that did amazing things. We don't really get that space because um, our, our traditions have been so, 
like repressed. Like well, and also like our people are so denigrated. Yeah. Right? Like we need our heroes to be heroes. Yeah. Right. Like exactly. there's no space for them to be people. Yeah. And and have sort of that that nuance. And so our literary traditions have been sort of stilted for that. And what I'm really really excited about, like what this kind of did for me, is I was like, okay, you know, this could be. And and same with uh, Atanarjuan. Right, it mm-hmm. kind of does the same thing. Is it takes it takes sort of a cultural hero, this you know this amazing story, and then and and then shows you you know kind of a human side. I I, I want to see more of that, like mm-hmm. and not done through a Western lens. I want us doing it, and it and it doesn't take anything away from um, their accomplishments, but I think it 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 uh, it deepens our our uh, our traditions, our literary traditions, our oral traditions, and perhaps our ancestors had a sort of a more nuanced view. Um, you know, because we know that these stories sometimes would take weeks to tell, but the majority of us have never heard those stories. We've only heard the very truncated, yeah. sort of like Aesop's fable yeah, kind of yeah, version, totally. right? Parable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, it just made me think that I would love to see that come back. Anyway. All right. Okay. So um, the warrior uh, starts dissing Ongi. You weren't very good today. Uh, you know, basically saying like, you're a bad warrior, like. Your manhood sucks. Yeah. You suck. Uh, but he says, the next time you'll be better. Yeah. Um, and Ongi is kind of just watching him, you know, hack this guy up and, and roast him, etc. Um, and the warrior, the warrior is, is a, a kind of depressed guy. Yeah. yeah he's pretty, he's pretty emo. At one point he says, the gods have made this life to take pleasure in our suffering. Mm-hmm. And then he takes a bite out of the guy's arm. Yeah, yeah. And then he, you know, so Ongi is, has all these notions about you know nobility and, and noble death and and the warrior code and all this stuff and and the warrior or the monster really mocks this a lot mm-hmm. you know he's like there's nothing there's nothing noble about death uh at all and then you know and but but he like he decides to train the boy right and this is where a montage should have happened but, but didn't. didn't which i thought was actually really awesome yeah. because once again it's that conversation that's happening between mm-hmm. them it's that transmission of knowledge that yeah. you get right and so the warrior's training him um uh, you know, he's making fun of him, you know, at the beginning, he's like, I think you're getting worse. <laughs> uh, and then he says, you know, gives him some advice, like, you know, look, look them in the eye to make them really angry. That'll make them foolish, you know, make a joke about their mothers, yeah. you know, to enrage them. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, Hongi has that sort of turning point where, you know, he kind of gets it. Yeah. And then, so the, then he's like, okay, go to sleep. We're going to run all day tomorrow. And then dawn comes and they literally run all day. Yeah, like, I would have been dead in like the first half hour. I know, like they're running all this day. Is, this is also apocalypto, right? Yeah. Apocalypto, they're just oh running. And you know, at one point he's like super wounded and he's running. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's wild. Grabbing and chewing on like leaves and stuff to yeah. like, catch his wounds while he's still running. You know, yeah, like that was wild. Oh god, I so, can't even like get up the stairs. I know. <laughs> and then they catch up to Widapa and yell like, "Hey!" You know, to get their attention. Ongi's totally impatient, thinks that they're going to get away, wants to, like, run after them. Yeah, yeah, well, that was that was also kind of funny, right? Like, that, like, I kind of was, like, chuckling to myself, because yeah. what happens is, like, all these guys, it's like 12 or 15 of them, turn around, see yeah. these two dudes on the rock, and then they all run away. Yeah. And I was like, what? But remember, they were spooked. They're in the Deadlands, right? Yeah. They're like, oh my god, it's the monster. So, yeah, they were spooked at first. Um, and the warrior goes, like, so they, what they, they sort of retreated, right? They didn't, like, run away. They went, they, they sort of, like, retreated a bit. Strategic and, retreat. Up yeah. to higher ground. Yeah. Yeah. So the warrior ends up killing one. Yeah, I um, think that was supposed to be the sentry. Yeah, probably. the Yeah, because yeah. he breaks his neck and it's, like, 
silent. Yeah, yeah, and there's not, yeah. So, and then he's walking towards him. The monster is. I wrote, Warrior rocks the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, oh my god. Yeah, like swagger. All swagger. He just walks towards them like giant, terrifying, befeathered, weapon holding. You're in my lands. I am a monster. I'm making giant muscles right now. They're really (laughs) big. So big. She just about like had an aneurysm. I know. I just busted out my own shirt there. So small. Huge. <laughs> and Widipa sends uh, one guy to go find Ongi because they saw him, right? Yeah. So then it's it's the warrior versus all of Widipa's men. Yeah. At least ten of them. And he says, before you die, the boy's father wishes you well and encourages me to spare you no pain. Yeah. Hardcore. Ten out of ten would run away. Yeah. And oh so God. they come in a one and one at first, right? Like, yeah. No, he sends them two at a time. No, that was after. Oh. At first it's one on one, you know, and then, and then they start coming two at a time. Right. Yeah. But it's never like if they, you know, if they just swarmed him. Right. But again, it's this idea of like honor, like yeah. how are you supposed to engage your enemy? Right. Um, yeah. Which was very interesting. Also got to say, like, we're talking about how the costume designers need to be getting like half of the budget. Yeah. I think the choreographer needs to be oh, getting the other half of the budget yes. because the choreography in this was astounding it was so good because it didn't you know it wasn't like a marvel movie you know it didn't look super rehearsed Mm -hmm. it didn't look like that weird sort of like fight ballet you know that's in so many of those but it also like wasn't impossible to follow yeah and it was so clearly like you know like if if, you know it's like maori martial arts yeah right like it was so everything about the movements and the weapons and the way that they were they were fighting was like quintessentially like Maori looking like there wasn't it didn't look like something else with like feathers you know mm. which is really cool you know they, so like what what came across to me there is like Maori have a fighting style yeah yeah right that that like you don't get to see very often in, mm. in movies because like the people making the the movies don't know what it is right yeah, yeah. um and then so uh Ongi is, is uh you know this guy that comes after him so Ongi makes a yo mama joke Yep. <laughs> Just like, what is it, like your, your, your mom copulates with dogs or something? Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. remember what it was. Classic. Yeah. Uh, then it's the warrior versus uh, Widipa's general. Um, by the way, all these guys are so good looking. Like, just ripped and just like... They're all... But I think... Okay, we were talking about this earlier, but I, honestly, I think it's the feathers. I think you put on like the feather yoke or the feather shoulder cape or whatever you want to call it and just yeah. bam pecs yeah just like it, it just like if you didn't have pecs all of a sudden you have pecs yeah and if you do have pecs like probably you have pecs on pecs yeah probably your pecs become so huge that there's a, a huge gravity well and the moon would just crash into the earth and so that's why if you already have pecs you don't wear the feathers don't wear the feathers which is why I can't wear the feathers it's true there yeah. you go so many pecs yeah um, Ongi makes like his at least first six kill pecs. right yeah kill sorry yeah uh, okay, so the warrior whoops the general, uh, but he gets knocked down, and and then he's about to ha- like experience this killing blow, but Ongi comes by, stabs a guy in the back. That's a second kill. Yeah, there's still like a bazillion guys left. Oh no, but that guy doesn't. That guy doesn't die. That guy's just wounded. Yeah, and then the yeah, warrior yeah. finishes him off. Oh right, fair. Yeah, so I don't. Okay. I don't think That's Ongi gets that count. count. Damn, no. Ongi, sorry. It's okay. Uh, and they and then uh, Widipa and the rest of them like run off. Yeah, and then the warrior says, "You must earn the right to dispatch us." Yeah, that but guy's got the best line. Oh, he does, and he also says to Ongi because Ongi like is gonna like you know tear ass after them. He's like, "Hunt what is in front of you, right?" Because like there's still guys yeah. fighting them. Yeah, I liked that. Was yeah, like, that was on, cool. Man. And then uh, you can't kill me. I'm dead already. What? These one-liners like zing. What? 
Like, if that guy said that to me, 10 out of 10 would run away. Just die. I would die of fear. Yeah. Just right there. Yeah. Just like my, my pecs spine would deflate. would break itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, just a wound would appear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the warrior's hurt. Ange heals him. Yeah, which was sick. Yeah. They, yeah, they're, they're sort of in this, it looked like an abandoned house dwelling, etc. Um, and the warrior, you know, he's, he's got this head wound, um, that Ongi's tending to, and, you know, he's getting real emo. Uh, he can, he says he can feel his ancestors judging him. Um, stop looking at me. Yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah, that seems to be a real, a real thing. Yeah, he, right? yeah, the, yeah, the warrior is, is always feeling his ancestors' disapproving glares. Yeah, yeah, in the, in real time. Yeah. It's like, you know, like you said, these, these worlds are not, like, these two separate things. Yeah, they're, exactly. they're constantly interacting with one another. Uh, so the warrior's talking a little bit about, um, you know, his, his past and, and, you know, he's still, you know, we don't know what his past really is, except that his, his people are gone. Right. Um, and, uh, but Ongi's trying to be like, you know, try to break through this emo-ness. The warriors are like, we're, we're never going to catch them now. Mm. You know, we, we should give up. And Ongi's like, no, we're surrounded by our ancestors. They will slow Wirupa down. Yeah. But the warrior needs to ask them to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Wirupa, some of his men are wounded. Uh, possibly dying, mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah, the warrior is like the ancestors are helping already. Uh, okay, and but remember, Ongi wants wants the warrior to eat the mushrooms. He like is that, is that then? Yeah, to, he like swipes to talk to him. He like swipes the mushrooms, I guess, from um, the warrior's house. Yeah, and oh yeah, go talk to your, yeah talk to yeah your go talk to your ancestors. Sure. And the warrior's like, no, they're they're not going to speak to me. They won't they won't hear me. Which is like. That's that's yeah. Intense. That's hardcore. If your ancestors, you, you've got such a, a break in your kinship that your ancestors won't speak to you. Like that's yeah, yeah. That's you can't really get any lower than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it cuts to Wirupa. One of his people is dead from yeah. like a terrifying face plague. Yeah, yeah. There was some weird thing. Anyway, it slows him down effectively, yeah. right? So obviously. You know, um, the warrior's ancestors have, like, intervened in some way. Yeah. And then it cuts back um, to the dwelling where Ongi and the warrior are, and the bowl of mushrooms is empty. So yeah. the warrior's so, taken know, them. Yeah. Um, and it cuts to the grandmother again, which mm. I found interesting, right? Because she's very clear that she's Ongi's grandmother. Yes. But it seems to be also she's sort of this sort of more general, broader spiritual figure. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would she appear in this moment? It's... They never really make it all that clear. Well, it's also interesting that she travels with him, you know, mm. so it's not, like, like just entirely place-based. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so she says, uh, the dead are calling, pleading for revenge. Um, and then, yeah, then the warrior wakes up kind of out of his uh, mushroom trance or whatever, mm-hmm. and Ongi says, will they help us? Warrior says, you already have. they yeah. already have. Yeah. Meanwhile, the crew's walking, walking across all these, like, this lava field yeah. and their feet are like, just like bloody nasty feet bloody yeah. yeah things are not going well for them no but then okay so the warrior and Ongi meet this this woman Mehe and others um there's like two other people and I yeah, couldn't who tell cares about them yeah if they're men or women but yeah I so tell they're... if they were really even there yeah it was weird Mehe to me like struck me as like maybe not entirely I too also wondered if she was like a spirit or something yeah at first yeah or or also like a cultural figure yeah 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 because it you know and I wasn't sure if were they still in the deadlands it turns out Yes, they were, but you know, I kind of it was when when I first saw it, I thought like maybe they'd sort of strayed outside the boundaries at this point. But yeah, she was interesting. Yeah. Um. So they pretend uh, uh, the warrior and Ongi pretend to be father and son. 
Um, and then Mehe offers them shelter for the night. Uh, but the warrior wants just to kill them or to leave. And yeah, and just to keep going. Yeah. And this is where this is where I was like, maybe she's you know, maybe she's like a symbol for something. Yeah. Right? Because Angie's like because, you know, this she's beautiful and yeah. Angie's like, Oh, oh yeah, let's let's totally spend the night with him. This is yeah. awesome. And the warrior's like Dude, we need to keep going. Yeah, we need and to. And I was chase, like, yeah. she's tempting him off the path. This yeah. is classic. Well, she even offers to take him home, right? Yeah. So I, I, you know, whether you know whether she was real or not, like she obviously symbolized that choice, mm-hmm. right? Like you can go and like you know join a new people and like live this life, or you can go on this life of revenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they Mehe and Angi have this moment together, and she ends up you know taking a feather from um, her own like accoutrement and, and putting it in his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to the warrior who's kind of walking around sort of like being pissed that they're there. And, uh, Mayhew, you know, is, he comes across her just kind of like singing in the forest mm-hmm. to herself. Yeah. And so she says, she says that, um, that Ongi confessed that he wasn't her father or his father, but he, which you he never didn't. see. No, yeah. he, he didn't do that. Um, but so she's obviously guest, but it was interesting. And then she says, um, people don't come here unless they're desperate. Uh, and he says, okay, so why are you here? And she's like, well, there's no birds left in our lands. Um, which, you know, if you're, you're, what you're, what you're saying is, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of animals there. If there's no birds left, like that's kind of hardcore. Yeah. Like, what would cause that? Right. Yeah. That's like, that's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's interesting too, mm-hmm. right? Because especially about what she does next, right? Because it suggests, you know, not being in good relationship with the land with yeah. being like consuming too much, being too greedy yeah, yeah, and yeah. not maintaining that balance in that relationship. Yeah. Right. And, and that to me sort of like informed what happens next, which is essentially that she starts trying to seduce the warrior. Yeah. She's like touching all up on him yeah. and, you know, talking about what a strong warrior guy he is, but he's like, this is the thing is he's super scary looking. Yeah. 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 We were both like, really? Yeah. Really? Girl, get out of there. Yeah. Um, no, really. And then she sees like, he's got this mark on his leg that Widipa also saw uh, earlier and recognized him for like being part of this dead tribe. And she sees it and she's like, Oh my God, you're yeah, like, she, cause she's touching all up all yeah. over him. And then she like brushes his hand down his thigh where this like scarification is. Yeah. And she freaks out. Yeah. She goes from being like, I, I want to get with you to yeah, like, to be like, Oh my she's God. She's like, don't touch me. Like runs off is it like, it's clearly, you know, clearly there's a major taboo yeah that that yeah. this guy sort of you know is is embodied yeah and it and it's weird because it then all of a sudden it switches it's night yeah you know and Mehe is out you know in a stream and she's facing off against the warrior and this is one of the coolest scenes it was so cool because she is like badass warrior woman. like if you're not into fashion then you need to watch the movie just for this next scene yeah it is yeah the best yeah she just she busts out she has it stuck in the back of her skirt Mm -hmm. two of these like death paddles yeah i like death paddles that's a great and she just like busts them out and does these unbelievably cool moves yeah and just like because they've got they've got these uh long wrist straps so you can really swing them around and stuff so she like does this like super intricate thing and then just like is like bring it on yeah and she fights this guy and like Really, like, is kicking She's his kicking ass. kicking his ass. Like, yeah. she does way better than, than any, any of the dude yeah, warriors. Yeah, any of the warriors, for sure. Um, you know, and then we see, like, the two people that were with her were already murdered. 
Like there are, we oh, see I their totally dead bodies. Yeah. Okay. And then, so she knocks his ass down into the water. And you're like, he's dead. Yeah. He's done. But then and he, he rises back out of the water like in the scariest terrib- way. It's like Jaws. Yeah. It's like a terrifying giant warrior oh man Jaws. Just like head first, like, this is it. You're yeah. done for. Yeah. And then oh. Ongi wakes up, sees these two dead people, realizes what's going on, and he's running, and he's like, don't, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, don't kill her. Um, I love her. You know, he something. wants to say it. He yeah, totally yeah, wants yeah, to for say sure. It. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Mihai ends up dead. Yeah. Which, like, also is not... This is the other thing, right? Apocalypto, every mm-hmm. time, you know, you see sort of, like, a woman experiencing violence or something, it's clearly, like, very, very exploitative. Yeah, With yeah. her, like... She gave it to oh, him. Yeah. You know, it was like warrior versus warrior. Yeah. Like he kills her, but you're not like, he's a sexist. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was do or die. It was, yeah, it, absolutely. You know, and, and that was also really cool because I, like, you almost never see that. Yeah. Even in, you know, Western movies with like the strong female lead or like mm-hmm. the strong female like side character or whatever, right? Like whenever they die, it's this huge tragedy because they're a woman yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And with her, it was just, like, just kind of like, and the thing is, she was so good I, that had this not been, like, this mythical, amazing monster warrior, that she probably would have won. Oh, know? totes. Like, yeah. Totes. She could have taken anybody else yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, Man, it would have been cool if she'd, like, teamed up with his wives. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway, the sequel. Yeah. Oh, my God. So then, <laughs> so Ongi gets her too late, and he's like, why? And, and uh, you know, why did you kill her? And and uh, the monster's like, well, she would have told them that I exist, and that I'm but a man, and then they'd come and take my lands. And then mm. Ongi's like, well, I know who you are. Why don't you kill me? Right? Um, and then, like, they just, like, say these awful things back and forth to each other. Like, there's some bad words being had here. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the of kind of fight that, like, you know, you're always told to never have that oh, kind yeah. of fight. Don't, don't say those words. You can't come back from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So they have, so they have that fight. Um, but I also thought it was interesting that, you know, the reason that he kills her is because he wants to keep his lands. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Because, you know, he's been so disconnected from, you know, his people. Because yeah. his people are dead and... You know, eventually you learn what the story is and, and how horrible right. that is. Um, but he still has this like deep connection to the land. Yeah, he's still right? protecting he's still those lands. holding yeah. it down. You know, for his ancestors, for whether, his they, ancestors. whether they appreciate yeah. it or not. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was an important line, and they kind yeah. of just they roll past it. Yeah. but I, that really stuck out to me. And then, so this is where you hear the story, right? Like, so they're talking about honor. Like, yeah, um, keeps bringing this up. Like, you you'd have the honor to kill these people, and so um, the warrior says, "Well, my, you know." You want to hear about honor? My father asked me to kill my family, my wife and my children, as repayment to an enemy, and I did it. To like, honor my tribe. And yeah. so we'd, we saw that at the very beginning of the, of the movie, that the father was willing to kill his son to, to ensure peace, right? So there was already sort of precedent for this, preparing you for this. But like to being asked to kill your entire family um, to repay a debt that maybe you didn't even cause, but just mm-hmm. to, you know... And so he said he did it, but then he said, there's no nobility, uh, just politics. I killed everyone else too in the night while they slept. And he's like, I have this blackness that comes upon me. So he just like killed his entire people. Yeah. He says, that's why people fear me. The monster who killed his own tribe. Yeah. And at first I thought like he was like, I thought it was a metaphor. I thought like that whatever, like um, it didn't work. And then there was war and it killed, but no, he like, no, he literally literally killed killed them all. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I have a blackness that comes upon me where even the god of war would not venture. Yeah. So intense. Yikes. Grandmother moment. She's proud of his progress so far. Uh, she wants repay. I like how they, 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 they don't say revenge. They say repayment. I want repayment mm-hmm. for what happened. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because it's it seems to be also like 
that's the only thing that you can do to repay. Yeah. Yeah. So then the the warrior is actually going to... He visits the bones of his people. Um, and he, he's just, like, so tormented by their judgment. Like he's just... His whole life, it's like... It's like one big curse, right? Yeah. He's he's cursed. And he's he seems to be sort of alive to both punish the people around him, but also to punish himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like he's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like he's he's done something monstrous, and so he becomes this monster yeah. in part because, ev- like, he has nowhere else to go because everybody around him characterizes him as such. You know, kind of that classic, yeah. you know, you, you can't escape, you know, what... What you've done. What people like decide you yeah, are. You know, yeah. and this is another time, too, when, like, words become so important, right? Yes. Yeah, because the words that are used to describe him, like, really, yeah, embody mm-hmm. his experience. Yeah. Um, okay, so they, they find Widipa's men in this, like, fort. Like, so they, they've encamped there. Um, and then they're, they look like they're about to leave, um, but Ongi attacks. Yeah. And they retreat back into the fort. Yeah. Oh, but but before right before that happens, this is a, another one of these one-liners that's incredible. Uh, the warrior takes Ongi up and like points out the fort from afar mm-hmm. and says, like basically he's like, that's where they're going to be. And he says, there will be more flesh tonight. Now we can settle up. Yeah. Like now the accounts yeah. are gonna just we're gonna be in the black. Yeah. 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 Again, it's it's like it it's sort of always. Um, talked about is like restoring this sort of balance yeah it's like tr- yeah. kind of almost transactional although yeah. that could also like it's hard to say right because that could just be the translation yeah well, right that's maybe they're not using yeah yeah you know they're not using revenge but there's nothing that yeah. really encompasses you know in english what yeah. that means aside from repayment right it totally right? it's hard I, to say definitely well it, it, the same thing with honor right yeah the word that they keep using for honor like i'm sure means a lot more than that. yeah i think they're using mana yeah. right yeah mana, yeah which and mana has you know, so much more going on. So I got the, not sorry, I have the, the, the three-month-old here now. She's hanging out with us, yeah. talking about this amazing movie. Yeah, so you might hear some Our second youngest thoughts. guests. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Widipa then is taunting Ongi by, he's, he, he pulls out the head of his father. Right? Yeah, that was rough. And then spits in the dead guy's face. Like, just yeah. total. Because like, they, like, they rock up there, they're going to attack, and... Um, the, the crew, Wirupa's crew just like puts this like fence in front of the door of Mm -hmm. the fort. And honestly, to me, the fence looked kind of flimsy. Yeah. But it seems to be almost more of like a a symbolic fence. Yeah. I don't know. They, uh, he, I mean, it would probably be hard to like bust that thing down. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a sort of a drawbridge or anything, you know, like they can see through it. Like they can talk to one another. You can see, you know, Wirupa spits and. Tennis yeah. decapitated face, like brutal. But um, so okay, so Ongi and, and the warrior kind of go back. But um, there's so the guys inside that fort, they have no water mm. at all. Like they're they're screwed. They they wait there for like a day, and then they're like, "We're gonna die here." Yeah, they're like, "I'm thirsty, man." Yeah, and so this one guy starts beacon off at Widipa, like really just beacon off, and Widipa like walks away, like whatever, dude, like shut up, we're gonna stay. But he keeps, like, just saying these, like, crappy things to him, like, you have no honor, or, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Widabak turns around and just, like, slits his throat, just cuts his throat. Yeah. And then 
the guy falls down and all of the other men start drinking his blood. Yeah, they're basically like, we're saved! Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, it, it kind of demonstrates, right? Like, they go through the Badlands, they're cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this clearly seems to be some kind of violation, right? Mm. The way that it's the way that it's shot, the way yeah. that the whole thing's set up. It's, you know... It's like they're becoming monstrous. Yeah, yeah. The ancestors, you know, this whole thing is, is finally coming back to them and coming down on them because they're following Weirpa. Uh, but, but then... They find a cache of weapons, like, and yeah. again, beautiful, beautiful weapons. Incredible, but also terrifying looking. Yeah. And Widibus, like, this place, you know, the ancestors of this place have chosen me. Like, he keeps saying that, like, like he's got the, the ancestors of that place on his side. And you kind of think, well, maybe he's right, you know, because, like, the warrior, what he did was so monstrous. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's saying how his ancestors have turned, you know, are judging him and turning away from him. You know, maybe they are trying to help this guy. Well, I mean, but, and it's interesting too, right? Because the wife's the same way, Mm -hmm. right? She's like, I can't die until you do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very much like is, you know, she kind of doesn't want him to win. Like nobody really wants the warrior to win, you know? And and even us at this point, right? Like, you know, we've talked about, you know, the warrior's like, you know, very emo. He's like clearly very torn up about what he's done. He doesn't really know, you know, he doesn't feel like there's any hope for him. He gets a little bit humanized, but you know, like he's very into the like, no discrimination cannibalism for all occasions yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very into you know just like kind of already, killing people to yeah. kill them and he's like, he's like he's defiled and broken every law that nothing applies to him anymore so he's he has nothing to guide him he has no meaning in his life anymore mm-hmm. yeah so it's like he you know he feels terrible he's still got some humanity to yeah. him but you know he's also very much taken up his monstrousness yeah. right and yeah. so you're kind of like you know, what forces are arrayed against him. You know, the person that you're cheering for isn't the warrior. That you're mm-hmm. cheering for Ongi. You, yeah, want, yeah. you want Ongi to, to live through this. Yeah. And he seems to be doing so without himself becoming monstrous, mm-hmm. which is interesting. So then they're, they're, in the, they're in the fort and they see the smoke. And then uh, the warrior and Ongi just roll up with these fireballs that they, like, whip over the gates. Yeah, which like, was sweet. Because yeah. the, so the, the ground of the fort, the floor of the fort is all sort of, like, dry grass, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is not... Um, you know, it's uh, not your like HBC fort type. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. cobblestones, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to be predominantly for the smoke. Yeah. Um, so they they rock up, they throw these like awesome firebombs in there, um, and then you know the the crew grabs you know all of these spears out of this this cache that they find, and they're throwing the spears like intensely. Yeah, like they're that's just about getting impressive. Them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like really far. Impressive. Yeah. And then they open up the gate. Um, and it seems like some of them leave and then, but they, the, the father's head is there on a pole, right? So it's so clearly an enticement, like here, come here, you know, and Hongi totally falls yeah, for it, falls for it, like hook, line, sinker, which I mean, like that, that'd be rough. That'd yeah. be rough to see, but yeah. you know, like it was, it, yeah, it's an obvious booby trap. So he, he, he runs in there and then they close the gate behind him mm-hmm. and he's stuck in there with a few of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, the warrior's kind of been like trying to lead him off into the forest, kind mm-hmm. of like you know, let's retreat, let's regroup, etc. Um, and the warrior realizes he's alone. Um, and then all of a sudden, a guy, like, busts out of the forest floor. He's been camouflaged in the forest yeah. floor. Busts up, spears him in the stomach. Yeah. And then the warrior, like, kills him and another dude. Yeah, but, he's, still, but it's he's kind of wounded. like a, a two versus one on both ends. So yeah. the warrior's facing off against two guys, one of whom is, like, 
the buffest of all the dudes. The, he has yeah. like a sixteen pack. Yeah, it's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Like possibly a twenty four pack. Like huge. It's like like it's definitely a a, like beer size. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. definitely one of the sizes of beers <laughs> that you can get. Um, and but also Ongi is is facing off against two guys. Uh, Weirapan is his right hand man who. Yeah. Um, fought the warrior earlier. So, like, this is not, you know, he's definitely unmatched there. Yeah, these guys are way more experienced than him. And he's fighting them, and the warrior's, like, outside the gate, and he's like, you know, you're embarrassing me. Like, yeah, you're, not, yeah. you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he climbs in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he climbs the wall of the fort, and so the second-in-command guy uh, kind of moves off to fend off the warrior, so it becomes kind of a one-on-one uh, Ongi versus Wirupa. Yeah. And, uh, Oh, where is it? Okay, so anyway, the okay, so the, the warriors one v oneing the the general, and they're fighting, and the the general gets the upper hand, and he kind of backs off. He's like, he's like, okay, like get yourself together, and I'm gonna honor you with a quick death or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then the the warrior comes against him really hard, and he gets the upper hand. He's like, you're a fool to honor me. Um, and then he like he he does this hardcore thing where he pushes the 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 general into the spike that's part of the wall of the of the fort. But he also managed, he also pushes the spike into his own chest. Yeah. Like he drives himself onto the spike Through to the kill heart. this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's and then he just leaves him hanging there. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just Ongi and Wurupa. Yeah. So the warrior comes, Ongi is like, you know, has a has a spear to his throat, like he's about to, you know, die. Uh, and the warrior comes and manages to like swat away Wirapa. Um and Wirapa kill or wounds deathly wounds um the warrior who falls and mm-hmm. so now it's just ongi versus wirapa and wirapa uh you know eventually of course as as happens in movies you mm-hmm. know it's getting the upper hand and then isn't and then is and then isn't and then is like under the butt of the spear of of ongi and is lying on the ground um, and Ongi says, you will pay for the slaughter of my family. And this starts this incredible conversation yeah. between the two of them. Which is like the crux of the entire movie, right? So it, it basically describes the cycle of honor, right? Where it's like revenge, death, like over and over enacted over and over. And it's, it's you know, um, Widipada represents this position that like it's all good. You know, it's exactly, yes, this yeah, is the glorious life totally we want. Totally fine. He's, he's like, ready to die. Yeah, he's like, kill me and then take that story and tell my family what you did to me. Yeah, and Ongi's like, no, but then they're going to want revenge. It's never going to stop. And Widipada's like, why would you ever want it to stop? This is great. This is our life, right? Um, but he's, Ongi's like, no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to break the cycle. I'm going to spare you. And then you're going to owe me a debt. Your father's going to owe me a debt. And your Iwi is going to owe me a debt as well. Yeah. And then that's when Wirapa's like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you know, kind, maybe I kind of do want to live. Yeah. You know, like, kind of like living this right is now is kind of great. Oh, yeah. oh, like, oh, my, oh, my blustering. Maybe, you know, maybe there's another option here. And Ongi makes him swear three times um, like for himself, for yeah. his father, and, and his for his, Yeah, for his whole tribe. Which is interesting that he has the power to make those, like, make that kind of, like, obviously he believes that Widipa can bind those, like, his father and, and his tribe to that promise, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so also again, interesting like, too that, law. like, Widipa, you know, isn't just like, screw you mm-hmm. do me in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's you know he respects that he's kind of like i've been bested yeah you know this this means more than just you get to kill me this me this does put an obligation on yeah me. um if it's not going to be my life it's going to be you know this other thing exactly and so we just walks off you well, know and, but and but then uh also as witnesses to this uh ongi is like the ancestors of this place are my witness yeah so again like you know even even if even if Widipa felt like um, he could just like 
you know, BS it and be like, no, that, that never happened. Like, obviously he feels bound by by the, the witnessing of these ancestors that he, Widop has been invoking the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're on my side, they're on my side. Like, he can't just now be like, yeah. What, an, what ancestors? What ancestors? <laughs> I, I didn't see Who any. and what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he makes him swear. He does swear. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes off and that's the last we see of Rupa, which is nice, right? Because often you get that, like, you know, I, I'm so dishonorable that I'm going to try to stab you in the back. But yeah, you're totally expecting him to double-cross him. And that's mm. what I loved about this is, like, again, it's, like, to me, it's indigenous law, you know, that, that's being invoked there. It's not just, like, relying on, on somebody alone. It's, like, the weight of all, you know, the weight of, like, his his entire lineage, the ancestors that witness it. Like, there's more going on than just two guys, right? There's more there's more presence there than just these two men. Yeah. So now it's just Ongi and the warrior, and the warrior's dying. You know, yeah. he's on he's on his, his last breaths. And he says, the ancestors, they banished me. They reject me from the afterlife. I have nowhere to go. And Ongi says, well, I, I, you know, I'm going to welcome you among my ancestors. They'll, they'll lead you into the afterlife. That was so nice. I know! Which, like, because the thing is, like, you know that this man did something absolutely monstrous because he was asked to do something monstrous, mm-hmm. right? And, and so he, he's just li- living in this, like, guilt and horror and re- reenacting all of this and being given a place of honor you know, um, among somebody's ancestors, been given a place at all. Well, being adopted. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's like kinship extends beyond, like, your, your like, life. It extends, you know, it, it extends beyond people that are related to you by blood, right? And this, this enactment of kinship was, like, also very redemptive. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't fix anything that the warrior, that the monster had done. Um, just like, just like, you know, letting Widapa go didn't fix anything, but it was... It was a different way of doing things, you know, mm-hmm. and it was a different, yeah. Outcome. Yeah, and I think it, it, you know, it's it's sort of the other side of the coin for Angi letting Wirupa go, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, you know, the, it it creates this like the relationship that he's built with the warrior mm-hmm. is another type of obligation that he has, right? Yes. And the only way that he can really fulfill this obligation, this debt yeah. that he owes him for helping him, you know, come through this, mm-hmm. is by bringing him in, right? Yes. Like, the only thing that he can give him now, really. Yeah. Yeah. So. The warrior dies, and you kind of get you get shots of uh, Tana, the father, uh, sort of in the afterlife. You get shots of warrior in the afterlife. Yeah, um, you know things are things are going good, and then you get the grandmother who's yeah. sitting, you know, in incredible space land, yeah. um, but also in the middle of this like sort of island of absolutely beautiful sort of like red and white cloth that's mm. kind of draped all mm. around her, and oh, it's just an incredible yeah. image. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you see Ongi, you know, he picks up, um, uh, the warrior's, um, paddle weapon, yeah. paddle of death, uh, and you know, the stuff that he was carrying, etc. And then he, he walks off. Um, and then the last shot you see is of Ongi at the ocean. Yeah. Oh, man. just so nice. So beautiful. And I know, I know we've missed all sorts of stuff, but it's already like an hour and a half into this. Yeah. So we gotta I, go. Oh, we gotta man. go. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Toa Fraser, yeah. who is the director. director. Yeah. Thank you for doing Amazing. the thing. Okay, so let's. what's the rating? Let's yeah, rating. so we've decided, um, because of the myriad of pectoral muscles in this <laughs> film, uh, to rate it out of pecs. So yeah. the way that it was going to work is... Um, scale of one to six usually it's one to five but there were so many pecs in this movie and also we grew so many pecs right. while watching this movie exactly that it needs to be out of one to six even the baby has pecs yeah way. whoa which is weird looking yeah gotta say <laughs> um so 
One peck means uh, you didn't like it, you wouldn't show it to anybody, it was garbage. Six pecks means that it was incredible. Because it's an indigenous film, it also means that maybe you would show it to your cook'em. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, anywhere in the middle is sort of in the middle. So, Chelsea, yeah. take it away. Six pecks would definitely show to my cook'em. Uh, this movie was amazing. Like, it, it, you know, it doesn't have to be the perfect movie. I, you know, it, it was in the language. Uh, the aesthetic was beautiful. Uh, women had agency and power. Uh, if you know, even though they weren't main characters, let's have some more of that. But it was, it was definitely something that, like, it's like the beginning of. Uh, well, not the beginning of, but just an extension of sort of the explosion of indigenous cinema, and, and I want to see it continue. Uh, more action flicks, like rom-coms, whatever. I want to see. I want to see every genre represented, and I really, really, really love action flicks and the choreography. And this is so good. So yeah, yeah, definitely one of the best movies I have ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna give it a solid six. Um, it's it's a little bit violent for <laughs> for uh, any of my grandmothers, mm. but um, I think it's worth it. Um, I thought the the casting was spectacular. Mm. Um, as you said, like the aesthetic was gorgeous. Like the cinematography was unbelievable. Oh. You know, we didn't really talk about how important it was that it was in the language yeah. and sort of like what the implications of that are, and and also just generally how hard that would be to sort of. Well, not necessarily hard, but how different it would be in, in the context that we're coming from yeah. because, you know, there's so many different indigenous languages yeah. here, whereas, like, Te Reo is, is very much, you know, there's lots of dialects and stuff, but, you know, it's kind of one language. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was different, but it was so cool to just, like, hear them and then also, you know, to compare with the subtitles and to, like, pick out little words yeah. and stuff like that. That was really amazing. Um, but, yeah, just everything about it was so good the fact that like even the violence even the intense action scenes and the gore didn't feel exploitative yeah it didn't feel you know misogynist uh you had the, the unbelievably cool women warriors and yes. the witches and you know just all the women you know were basically telling the dudes off it's like yeah. you know and you don't you don't see that in uh you know stuff that's made about indigenous no. people by non-indigenous people right i think this really to me underscored once again, you know, why it's so, so important that Indigenous people are not only just, like, cast in movies, but are making these yes, movies. Yes, yes. Uh, so the whole process. Yeah. 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 And just, like, from start to finish, like, writing, producing, directing, filming, acting in, et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah. oh, so good. This is this is already my favorite yeah. season. And no white people. Done. No white no, Not even a single white person no. was there was to be seen. Yeah. It's so great. beautiful. It was wonderful. All right. I think that's about it. We we loved it. Oh, man. We loved it so much. Oh, Thank so you so much for joining us here on oh. Métis in Space. Space, 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 space. Métis in space, space.